Welcome to Consulting Mastery, where we help B2B consultants master the business of consulting. I'm Carrie, And I'm Ahmed. Join us as we explore the art of delivering outstanding client value, earning a higher income, and thriving in today's marketplace. So I'm talking to a gentleman yesterday. I had a great business doing fifty dollars to $100,000 a month. And he was selling some kind of a, a, a tax saving strategy into small businesses. And uh, the sales strategy was interesting. He had a network of loan brokers who, if you're familiar, you know, loan brokers are, they've got clients they're, you know, issuing loans for, they work with financing companies in the back end and they collect a commission when they write a loan, essentially. So they already have a lot of the clients that might be interested in these tax saving strategies. And so they were doing all the sales and they were taking a commission and, and he was doing, you know, 50 to $100,000 a month, I think $10,000 per sale, give or take. And um, he had a team that would essentially create the structure. And that was it. Collecting checks, right? Sounds like a pretty good business. Sounds great. And then he goes, yeah, but then it fell apart. So what do you mean? He goes, well, we had a few bad apples in the group. We had about 10 loan officer, loan brokers and, you know, a few of them wrote some bad deals and the clients you know, didn't pay or they asked for refunds and they didn't manage the relationship very well. And there were some expectations that weren't set properly. And then the work suffered and yada, 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 yada. So he goes, so what I want to do now is I want to go directly to the, you know, I want to cut out the middleman. <laughs> and I would go directly to the market myself and just sell these things myself and get back to, you know, 50 to $100,000 a month. I want to go get those relationships myself. What do you think I said? It's funny. I can see in my head, not just what you said, but the look on your face and <laughs> all the body language that came with it. Yeah. Because giving up on something that is working and, you know, with whatever warts he's identified, um, that's a, it's a pretty dramatic choice to make. So, yeah, I think, I think I'm assuming what you said is no, <laughs> let's not do that. Let's rethink, retool and figure this out. So are you out of are you out of your mind, man? What are you? That's more like what you would say. Yeah, fair. <laughs> no, I was like, no, 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 no. We're not we're not doing that. So, you know, I think it's an interesting example of human nature at play, right? He had a working model, and there were problems. Yeah, I get it. There were problems. I and everything he said makes sense, and I can see those problems coming up. To me, that doesn't justify tearing the whole thing down and trying something else altogether because what he had in terms of fifty dollars to $100,000 a month, it's a seven-figure business. I mean, there are so few businesses that make it to that level and there's zero guarantees if he did it once, he'll be able to do it again with another model. Right. And I just think it's an, it's an interesting illustration of you know human nature at play where the first sign of trouble, and maybe it wasn't the first sign of trouble, but when things get really difficult, yeah, I think we're always looking for the escape hatch, right? Let's try something else, try something different. Um, kind of reminds me of the creative process. You know, when you're doing something new, you're painting, you're writing, even starting a business that applies, right? It's all kind of exciting in the beginning. So you're full of possibilities. You're in this dream state. Well, this will happen and that'll happen and I'll be famous and I'll be this, that, and the other. And then when things get real <laughs> and you're faced with like real 
tangible problems and like you're in the day-to-day grind of execution, it's human nature, I think, to like be looking for the escape hatch. How do I make this easier? Well, it's going to be easier if I just tear this down and do something new altogether because there's rarely problems in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that my question to you was going to be how long has he been operating with this model? I don't know. Um, but you know, long enough to make some serious money, I think. Yeah. 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 I'm asking because my instinct was the same, right? That it probably like most things went smoothly for a while, or if it didn't go smoothly, it was still, this is also like new relationships, right? It was still in that early stage, everything's shiny moment where the little issues were just little issues. It was easy to move past them. And then it got to a place where either the shine had worn off or the issues reached a tipping point. And then to your point, I mean, there's, there's a decision point there that I'm not sure that everybody takes intentionally, which is, okay, let me think about, do I need to blow this thing up or do I need to make some changes in the you know, model, art form, relationship, whatever it is that I'm already committed to? And what it sounds like, especially if you guys had a successful conversation, which it sounds like you did, that he hadn't really gone through that exercise in a in a in an objective way, in a clear way, in a way that really measured, you know, effort required versus benefit to be gained. Well, I think there's very few scenarios in business, at least. There's very few scenarios where blow the whole thing up and start from scratch makes sense, unless mm-hmm. you're getting no traction whatsoever and you've exhausted all of your opportunities and all of your avenues and you just can't make the thing work but you know he was making money there were just operational challenges yeah and you know to me in business you know the reasons to blow something up and start from scratch are you just can't make money and despite your attempts you still can't make money Mm-hmm. And not because you tried once, but you kept, because you tried 10 times or 20 times or different strategies, whatever it may be, right? But certainly, if you're making money, <laughs> you know, no amount of problems in my mind can justify blowing the thing up because all those problems in, in, the, in the example, right? All those problems can be managed. All those risks can be mitigated. The, the Clearly, there was an expectation-setting problem with the loan brokers. Mm-hmm. Clearly, they weren't being given the training and the resources and the support to deliver on those deals, clearly they, you know, some of them probably shouldn't have been there, mm-hmm. right? You probably needed to get rid of some of them and find some new loan brokers. And there's thousands of loan brokers in the country, right? So, but those were all solvable problems. And that's, you know, ultimately where we're going. This is a, a client that's going to be working with us. Those are all solvable problems. And, um, and certainly solving those problems is going to be a lot easier than tearing the whole model down and starting from scratch. Yeah, and I feel like there is something here as well that speaks to, if you look across a business and the key components of a business, right, marketing, sales, delivery, each of us has, um, you know, a connection, a stronger connection to a different piece of that business. And I think that can also really drive this decision making in a way that can be challenging or problematic. And you see this in organizations as well, right? Where the operations people think that the salespeople are, they're just selling nonsense that makes no sense. And the salespeople think that the operations people aren't doing the thing that they need to do to to give the customer what they are expecting or asking for. 
And I would say it's also just really important to understand your biases, because especially if you're an operational person, and a lot of the folks we work with are, right? They don't come to us because they naturally feel like salespeople, or they naturally are, you know, feeling confident in their marketing. They come to us because they have a particular solution, you know, a particular offer that if they take it out into the world, helps people. And what they really want to do is deliver that, right? Deliver it well and deliver it over and over and over again. They understand that it's important for them to not just get good at, but enjoy the uh, the business development piece. But it can also, I think, be really easy to say, oh, well, I guess this just doesn't work because you're you're really stuck in the headspace that you're stuck in, right? In the part of the business that feels most comfortable to you. And I think one of the things that we need to normalize for people here is every business has problems. I don't know a business that doesn't have problems. I've never been in a business that didn't have problems. They all have problems. Uh, Some big, some small. Generally, the bigger you get, the bigger your problems get. Right. So there's no business model. There's no path. There's no market in which there are no problems. You know, it. Here you have a problem with, you know, salespeople miscommunicating expectations to a client. Yeah. What else is new? (laughs) Like, have you ever met a salesperson? Of course. That's what happens, right? Now, there are things that you can do to mitigate that risk, right? But that's just the nature of the beast, right? And so I, I think where I worry for people is, you know, especially those who are maybe a little bit more green in business, right, than haven't launch something successfully is this notion that like, I'm going to, I'm going to grow and it's going to be like all like roses and daisies and everything's going to be fantastic. I'm gonna make a ton of money and there'd be no problems. I'm going to escape all, all the issues I have right now and everything's gonna be great. No, it's not how it works. Everything may be great, but that doesn't mean there aren't going to be problems along the path. And if at the first or second or 10th sign of trouble, you you know, burn it to the ground. That's going to be a recurring pattern for you. Yeah. And let's, let's be clear. I think something else that it's play that is at play here is we all human nature is we compare ourselves to other things, right? To the stories we hear, to the businesses we know about, there is a really strong survivor bias out there in the world, right? The businesses you hear about, the ones about whom the articles are written, right? The legends that that you hear, A, are not terribly common. I mean, for every one of those, I don't know how many hundreds or thousands there are businesses that you know didn't make it or struggled or stumbled along. But the other reality is in that summarized story, in that, you know, five pages that you read or that, you know, seven minute article, no one talks about the fact that it was a grind sometimes. And you know what? The second half of last year really sucked or, you know, we really had a hard time solving problem X for, for a, a significant period. Those aren't the stories people like to tell. Those aren't the stories you're going to hear. And therefore, it's easy to think there's something wrong with your business, right? Or with you, because lots of times we're talking about folks who are solopreneurs. And this notion of, oh, well, you know, that's, that's not how it's supposed to happen is a really dangerous place to go. It's a conversation we have with our clients all the time, right? Yes. They get a little bit frustrated because things are difficult. And, you know, and I go into, oh, you think that's hard? Let me tell you what we did last week. Right? <laughs> like, 
And, you know, and the point is, you know, I think a lot of folks, especially our clients, they look up to us, you know, as mentors, obviously, right? And um, they, in some ways, admire the business that we built and so on and so forth. But we like to be very clear. It's not without problems. There are many problems. It's not perfect. There's no utopian model. And so I think just normalizing for the business owner, normalizing this notion of business is hard. Running a business is hard. Serving clients is hard. Marketing is hard. Selling is hard. And there will be problems at every step of the way. And they don't get smaller. They, in fact, get bigger. And as long as your capacity to solve those problems grows, you'll be fine. Right? And that's how you get better, in fact. It's a, it's a gift, you know, the gentleman in question here, I think, was probably didn't think about fixing the model because didn't see himself having as having the skills to do so. Probably didn't see himself as a leader or a manager or an operator. And so at the same time, that's an opportunity, mm-hmm. right, for him to grow in, in a different skill set and, and grow the business. And that's really, I think, the mindset of the business owner is, yeah, there will be problems. Solving those problems is going to enable you to grow and develop new capabilities and new skill sets as an entrepreneur so that those same problems down the road will not be as big as they currently feel. Mm-hmm.